Part of the Decibel Geek Podcast Network. Are you ready for more podcast gold? Absolutely. Break. Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, Luce Cannon, and I'm joined, as always, with the overreacting Baco. How are you, sir? Who the fuck you call an overreactive? I rest my case. <laughs> I'm well, man. I'm happy to be talking to you again. Back-to-back, uh, uh, back, baby. That's right. And uh, if you heard the last episode, you know we are fired up and over insignificant shit. But that's all we bitch about. That's the only thing that gets us mad, even at each other, is stuff that doesn't matter. Hollow barking. Yeah, hollow barking indeed. Another great show. We're going to cover a lot of concerts. Continue the whole concert talk, I believe. Yes? Yeah. We've, well, it's been busy for us. So. It has. We are, we yeah. are, you know, we are also journalists, respected journalists. <laughs> respected rock journalists. Respected for sure. rock, rock journalists that aren't from Canada that have been covering concerts and uh, live tweeting. Do you live tweet when you're at the shows? Or not? Uh, that's all I do, actually. I, I, the thing is that like, I live tweet so much at shows, I don't actually remember the shows. I understand. You're just doing your job. Yeah, doing my job. That's right. So, yeah, man, can I, can I just I, – I think this will kind of set the tone for the episode. If I could just get something out that's been building this week, it's been a hell of a you week. You need to get something off your chest, it sounds like, and it's not Vicks. No, it is not. So can I continue, please? Do you mind if I yeah. just have the floor for a moment? <laughs> The floor is yours. Okay. Question for you. Uh, some of the, the tension that we have, you and I, is when you send me show outlines or, or information <laughs> and and I respond with a question that you've already answered in the actual message, correct? Once in a while, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just this, where I added the whole thing about... I think a better way to put it is that like, uh, I'll, list, uh, I'll ask you three things. And you will only answer the last thing. <laughs> like the first two things are, by the time you got to the third question, uh, it's like, what time do you want to start? 
What day is it? And is this cool? And the, you'll only answer, is this cool? As if like the first two questions were just gone. But yeah, Carrie. They were higher up on my screen. I didn't see yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. It's like once you've read them, it's like you can only focus on the very last thing you read. Anyway. That pretty much summarizes my existence, yeah. I have to tell you. But but the, but the yes, so, <laughs> so that, so I'll give you an example. So when it has to do with social things, yes, I do scan and dismiss things. But when it comes to, and I apologize for that, Paco, the... Uh, but when it comes, oh, thank you. Yes. So when it comes to actual business transactions, email things, you know, somebody sends you at your job a question, I look at that email in detail and uh, make sure that I've read it in full before I respond. Because there's nothing more that pisses me off is when I call like customer service, kind of like your whole Kiss World or not Kiss World, but your 45th anniversary uh, yeah, yeah. Kiss album thing. And he just fires you up. You're like, did, did you not hear what I just said? So can I just give you uh, things that maybe have happened to you that I would like to explain that pisses me off? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. I make a lot of mistakes. But one mistake I do not <laughs> do not make is when somebody sends me an email and they sign it with their name, and I respond to them, I do not misspell their fucking name, okay? I have people all... Does this happen to you sometimes? They they write like Bako, like B-O-K-K-O, <laughs> after you've signed it, Bako. Does this happen? Uh, I'm more likely to call Jason. <laughs> Well, sure. That, that, that's honestly, I don't run into that a lot. No, I don't. Okay. Well, I have things like like they'll uh, I'll sign it, you know, loose cannon, and they'll write like loose cannon, L O S E, cannon. Which actually, if you True add story, if you add an apostrophe, that's like a command to me. One of the earliest hate mails we got called you loose cannon. <laughs> <laughs> so so but anyway like that is not that difficult i also do you have things where you're like you've explained everything and then the question is in the email something you've already fucking explained yes absolutely especially at work okay all right so that that just comes to my whole thing is people don't listen or read anymore like i do in social situations but in business you should listen to so i have told you about issue at einstein bagels right when i get i got cut off i was nice to somebody <laughs> I love einstein bagels the honey walnut yeah so i yeah. I, I told you about a time when I, I i hold the door for somebody and then they just cut right in line for me and now i'm behind them and they order like an extravagant Sorry, that was order. your bad bro yeah okay fine <laughs> but the point is I go to this one Einstein's probably two or three times a week, and I deal with the same person at the register all the time. So can I please explain an order that I'm about to make and the interaction I have with this person every day? Uh, yes? Yes, please okay. do. I go in there, and my order is simple. Like you you say at, at Einstein's, what should be only the norm? <laughs> they should only sell coffee, bagels, and cream cheese, nothing else. That's right. Not an extravagant order. So my order is, is exactly in your your rules for a bagel shop, okay? I go in there and I say, I say, good morning. How are you? They, they said, I'm good. Thanks for asking. And I say, I would like a blueberry bagel toasted, a medium coffee to go. Would you like to hear what she says back to me every day? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She says, what kind of bagel would you like? I say, blueberry, toasted. Would you like anything on it? No, just plain. What size coffee? Medium. And and is this for here to go? To go. <laughs> At this point, this week, I finally said, why don't you tell me what I want to eat and drink? When the interaction starts, does she actually say, how can I help you? Or are you, you're basically talking to a blank slate and, <laughs> and, and you, you just decide, 
Well, you're clearly not going to ask me, so I'm just going to place my order. <gasps> no, she asks. So she asks, and then basically ignores everything you says, and then makes you repeat the entire thing <laughs> right. as just, she goes through her process. I'm pretty sure she's fucking with me at this point, okay? <laughs> but, uh, Maybe she listens to the show. I think she does. <laughs> this is the guy that, that that holds the door and gets fucked. Well, I, I don't understand, Loose Cannon, why you get a bagel with nothing on it. Because I don't that's, need that, it. That's your, that's your choice. It is. I like it toasted, a little bit of Christmas to it, and I, and I enjoy the bagel itself. I don't need things to camouflage the overall taste experience. Well, I can tell cheese. you that I've never had to experience this, but I already know that I do not enjoy being the guy behind you. All right, Paco. So we have yet another contributor to our very popular innovative <laughs> campaign the bias a beer campaign the absolutely drink campaign who contributed this time for this episode a guy that i think going forward i'm just going to call jay-z it's Ooh. a lot easier than saying jay-z Blusky. yeah but uh jay Zablusky, of course he was uh uh he, he introduced himself to me last year at rock and pod too yep and I've, I, we've already talked about him just being like he was such a fan of so many shows and just a fan of podcasting in general and the exact uh, type of person that uh, an event like Rock and Pod is put on for. Uh, so I look forward to seeing Jay again this year. Hopefully he's going to make it. Uh, and the, the, you can you can uh, finally meet the the legend as I, I will continually call Jay-Z going forward. But yeah, Jay-Z was kind enough to buy us a beer. And uh, what's the beer he bought us, Luce? He bought, uh, which I have in front of me, um, a a PBR, a 24-ounce silo. Is that what you call them? Yeah, that's what we call it in Minnesota. Yeah, that was uh, – I could either buy a six-pack of 16-ouncers or one 24-ouncer. Yes. And it was only a dollar less. <laughs> it is absolutely ridiculous. I, I am I am looking at this thing, and I am I am looking at it like this is a challenge. Like when you – this this to me really? – I had well, at least three of these at the Overkill concert. Wow, that's <laughs> impressive. Now, all I have to say is that I'm looking at this, and this is looking like the 96er from The Great Outdoors, the John Candy. Ooh, nice. Uh, so I am uh, – this is going to be a challenge. <laughs> it's a big beer. Yeah, you go first. Okay. Um, I can't remember the last time I had a PBR because I'm a snobby uh, beer asshole. Uh, so let's uh, – But this is also hipster, though. It is, isn't it odd that they that somehow they marketed themselves to uh, PBR because you this will be more expensive than than Miller Lite sometimes when you go to a bar, right? Okay, eh, not too often, but about yeah, sometimes. Okay. It's usually like the special. It's like everything else is eight bucks and this is six fifty. Okay, so this has been brewed since eighteen forty four when no other beers were available. <laughs> and uh, let's see here. It has a nice blue label. Does this one actually get? It looks like that it gets. Uh, it turns a certain color when it gets cold, like the Coors Light can. I think it does. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you got a different can than I did. Are you sure okay. you got just a regular Pabst Blue Ribbon? I did. Ribbon? I did. Uh, it says original okay. Pabst Blue Ribbon beer, so that identifies it. It's made in the fine. Okay. Um, no, it's made in the uh, uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, with a place with just a weird smell, right? As you ah, Milwaukee, yes. Mm -hmm. So let's see what this smells like and uh, what all the hipsters like. Uh, all right, you first. <sighs> My God, it smells like a man bun. <laughs> okay, let's see here. Uh, I, I, I sense a little bit of neck beard. <laughs> okay, let's see here. Hold on, hold on. Mm, and a little bit of wax mustache. But anyway, let me drink nice. here. Hold on. 
It's fine. Oh, whoa! That that uh, that aftertaste is uh, no. This is uh, I will take Coors Light, Miller Light, Natural Light, over, <laughs> all, all, all these over there. And I'm not making a joke. Like that 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 ending like hit is uh, is is very interesting. Um, so continue. Yeah, you what, to, you, what is you your have a third one before you you really feel it? <laughs> so let's. Uh, what is your review? It sounds like you've had many. You don't even need to open it. But yeah, uh, no. But I'm going to if that's all right. Go ahead. I only buy this when it's the cheaper option at a concert. Really? Uh, and I plan on having uh, three or more. Uh, if I'm only going to have a one or two beers, I, I will never pick this. I, I will tell you this. I tried to buy this at Total Wine, but they refused to sell it to me because I wasn't wearing a knit cap. <laughs> oh, so, is that right? It was like, it's, like, it's, it's like, dude, it's 78 degrees out. Why aren't you wearing a, a, a fucking winter hat? Sure. But I have to tell you, I didn't have any issue checking out at Total Wine because I was actually uh, chewing on avocado toast when I was in line. <laughs> you know, uh, after two drinks, I like Macklemore. Sure. I- I'm already starting to, to dig into Radiohead's ca- catalog. <laughs> I- yeah. I haven't had enough yet. Uh, I'm only a Square Wheels fan right now. <laughs> <laughs> a couple more sips, I'll be uh, basically balls deep into uh, Kid A. Uh, <laughs> Jay's, or I'm sorry, Jay-Z, baby. Thank you very much uh, for contributing to the, the show and helping us out. And uh, for basically, honestly, just for being a guy who supports podcasts in general. So Sure. So can I tell him how to do this and uh, we can go to the... Yeah. How If somebody else is listening going, I want to be the next Jay-Z. Sure. How do they do that? Sure. So you can go to gofundme.com slash absolutely drink. Or for your convenience, you can go to the Shop Now tab on top of our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Cobras and Fire. Baco, anything else you want to mention before we go into a song? Sure. If you'd like to help the show out in any other ways that don't cost you five bucks, uh, go ahead and like us on Facebook. Uh, that is facebook.com slash Cobras and Fire. Follow us on Twitter at Cobras Fire. If you'd like to join in the shenanigans and, and get some more of the off-color conversations that uh, the listeners and us have and you know, go back and forth with us, we have a private group on Facebook called Cobras on Fire. And uh, we recently realized how to accept new members. Uh, leave us a rating and a review on iTunes, Podchaser, or anywhere that'll let you, really. Or just comment on any of our posts. We might bring it up on the show. And, of course... Be like our friends, Kenneth Roy or Lisa A. Jackson, and share any episode that tickles your fancy. Find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and pretty much anywhere you can listen to uh, any podcast that you like. So we're, we're worldwide, baby.
You know, we've been talking a lot about concerts, so that's because we've been going to a lot of concerts. Yes. And it sounds like you have something else you want to talk about. Sure. So I saw this this uh, concert that was also a beer fest pop up that I th- I believe it was a different location last year, but it's called Sabrosa Fest. It's in the second year, and they have it in uh, California, in Salt Lake City, in Utah, and Denver. And it is a craft beer, taco, and music festival with Mucho (laughs) Libre Wrestling. So here's the thing. The hook was unlimited tastings of over 150 different craft beers that goes from noon noon into four. And the price of this thing was 40 bucks. Wait a second. You get to taste 150 different beers made in 150 different places from noon to four. But Jeff Tate takes you to like 10 vineyards over eight days i know this is just packing it in it's more it's more uh it's more efficient so yeah so the but and the lineup on this thing was the vandals black flag with a fake uh henry rollins which is pointless strung Wait, out black flag was there yeah black flag was there strung out the dwarves who are the fuck they are and uh, but my my selling point was the beer and bad religion, who I've never seen. And I'm I'm a big fan of. I, I uh, okay. I'm not that big of a punk fan, but bad religion has always broken through for me. So point is, forty bucks, which is actually less than usually a beer fest is with no entertainment. But I just want to go into beer fest in general. Have you ever been to a beer fest with all the tastings? I uh, I have not. Okay, so basically you're given when you when you enter a. Uh, a two ounce. They don't world. have a lot of all you can drink Coors Light beer fest. <laughs> okay, well, anyway, you're just staying in one. You're just like just staying next to a keg the entire time with your two ounce cup, which is what they give you. <laughs> yeah, you have a canopy, a handful of kegs, and a porta potty. <laughs> well, that's what a beer fest is. Those are going to is it's pretty funny because you're paying to basically have a teeny tiny like uh like like you're a giant you feel like a giant with this tiny little cup walking around with it and <laughs> and you can get two ounces at a time you wait in this lines and essentially for four hours all you're doing is drinking and pissing okay <laughs> that's your plan what are you doing today i'm drinking a shitload of liquid getting fucked up and pissing what else are you doing well in this case i'm going to watch a bunch of of, of shitty wrestling <laughs> during the same time. That waiting. sounds like an average weekend for me. Okay, fine. But so so this 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 uh, is at this place called Fiddler's Green Amphitheater, which holds about oh familiar. Okay, well, it holds it holds about fifteen to twenty thousand people. This place probably had twelve thousand. There was probably at the the because it was earlier in the day, probably eight thousand people roughly in this this beer fest area. Now, based on those numbers, how many porta potties do you think they had there? Seven, four. <laughs> <laughs> okay first off i'm not sure how this is legal but the thing is is that Wait, hold on let's just stop there for a second yeah go ahead why is this okay because remember we talked about this with northern invasion the first year they basically had a, a mile of porta potties and by the second year it was like we need to really scale down the porta potties <laughs> <What's> <laughs> what's the, like, what's the rental fee on a portable shit house is my question that's where they're saving their money. It's just, come on. Anyway, carry on. Yeah. So, so, so there's, you can imagine the mile uh, long line for these four pissers, you know, for the this section. But again, this is not the only place you can take a piss. You can leave this area and go into the actual amphitheater where they have ample 
uh, okay. uh, bathrooms. Well, but seems, okay, I get that. that right, that, that's well, more fair. Well, no, but but the point is, is that nobody seemed to uh, understand this because the line was was crazy long, and and because I am not part of the unwashed masses, I left and and uh, used the facilities inside the amphitheater. All I could think about is my buddy that I was with, Steve, is is always when I go to these concerts. He looked at the line and and and, and said, "This this line in front of these bathrooms are robocallers' target audience." <laughs> Point is. I hope this expands because this was kind of like a, a baby Lollapalooza to me. And what I mean by that is just the, the fact that there was more events going on. It was a it was a fun vibe sure. the day. Yeah, that's cool. But I will tell you, it was like the journey of Frodo in Lord of the Rings to get through these <laughs> shitty bands um, to get to, to Bad Religion. And I, first off, Bad Religion, if they come to your town, go see them. They are they're spot on if you like them and it was worth the journey but i have to tell you it was a good thing i had 150 different varieties of of uh, uh swill in my <laughs> in my brain to make it through the fucking dwarves and and uh uh hack black flag but uh yeah man it, it was it's very unique festival if, if it comes if it's in your town go
Well, did you hear about the herpes outbreak at Coachella? <laughs> How could I not? I mean, yeah, uh, I, or as I'm uh, from this point forward going to refer to Coachella as Coach Herpes. Yes, I think that's a good tagline. And uh, the only thing I can make it better than, <laughs> than Firefest is if the, uh, the arugula they were promised had herpes on them. I do think Firefest and Coach Herpes uh, is th- this is karma. You know, this is like you know, y- the you're all doing everything you're doing for the wrong reason, and you're the worst of the world. As as long as like something sort of bad happens to uh, a major Kardashian player, my theory will be proven. Get, when we're talking about karma real quick, I'm not sure if you saw this, but uh, as we were talking about Danny Wimmer Presents, you know, his Ooh, re- yeah. redo. So Epicenter, which used to be Carolina, uh, Carolina Rebellion, uh, had crazy weather, and there was one nice. day that was completely canceled. And the redo of Rock and the Range, Sonic Temple, also had crazy weather and uh, had a terrible uh, situation. So I say that's karma. I think that's the rock gods on that end, too. Yeah, because we we both are our gut feeling is that like he's the shyster in the situation oh. with with yeah. him and AEG, right? Right. Because he just he's had a, a pretty nice write up in uh, some industry mag about how he's like changing the 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 culture of the the festival in America. And don't forget that last year, louder than life, uh, a friend of the the show, Josh Toomey, was heading to it, and that yeah. was that was completely. Uh, I think there was floods there. Yep. So, so they moved got- to a different location to avoid that this year. Yes. So it is like the the, the plagues in the uh, the Old Testament that is happening to this man. So Danny Wimmer, we look forward to all the uh, uh, press credentials you can get. <laughs> Continue. Last year, you and I both got to see Judas Priest, but they're still touring loose. I know they're supporting their album Firepower, but now they're with uh, unexplicably the. Most boring co-headliner. What what is the name of him? Uriah Heep. Oh right, really? Uh, pretty sure that's what they're. Yeah, right. I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> Uriah I just know that, uh, Heep. Uriah Heep. No, name one song by them right now. Easy living. Are you done? Is there another one? You said name one. Okay, but is there a second that, that the average human being would know? Easy living. Okay. Uh, the remix of Easy Living. <laughs> the Wasp cover. <laughs> <laughs> Only reason I even know that song. Fellow podcasters, I believe that they call themselves the kings of podcasting. Of course, I'm talking about Ian Wall, Ian Wadley and Ralph Vieira of the Rock and Metal Combat podcast. They uh, took in a show together in, uh, this is your neck of the woods, right? Back in the day, Hollywood, Florida. Yes, yeah, at the um, oh, the casino that, that Eddie Trunk The Hard Rock Events Center. Right. Eddie Trunk always intros everybody by saying, hello, I'm Eddie Trunk, and here's this band, and somehow he gets paid for that. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to uh, go take my flannel shirt off and get a handy from a, uh, a street hooker. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how it goes. But uh, uh. <laughs> but anyway, they, they went to the show, that which uh, piqued my interest, so I checked out the set list, and Judas Priest is really fucking up the... I I love the show I saw. I thought it was a really well-balanced set list. I even didn't mind that there was four songs from a new record. They currently blew that out of the gate with only one song from the new record. Or, I noticed that. But my God, they open up with Necromancer. That's the first time they've ever played that. 
And then the Sentinel? Are you fucking kidding me? Well, hold on. Ha- well, before, before you even go into the whole set list, I mean, how awesome is the fact that this old school band that could just, like bands we know, could just same show every night and do nothing right. else? I mean, they went deep on this, right? Yeah, and it's like, you're right. They didn't have to, but they did. Continue, please. And, so, yeah, and you, you also know that I'm not a huge set list guy. I'm like, whatever. I right. like the show or it didn't. Right. But every now and then, oh, my God, you just see something. It's like, wow. Headed out on the highway. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that live. Already these three songs we didn't see. Right, yeah. Spectre, never been played before. Take These Chains. My God, I would have loved to have seen that. It turns out they've never played that before. Judas Rising, which is off their Judas is Rising record. Sure. But still, not a single song we saw. And my Lord, I probably would have had to pull my pants down and made people look at my erection for the next <laughs> track, Out in the Cold. I love that fucking song. First track, side two of Turbo. The basic Judas Priest singles person has never they're like what you've gone seven or eight songs in i've i don't know i don't know any of them this is like me at a dave matthews concert if you've never heard <laughs> right. Judas Priest, it's like i don't know what he's playing right now when is he gonna play what would you say there is not one fucking hit song yet not a not an obvious priest track and we're seven songs in traitor's gate i don't even know this fucking song list i don't know either it's the first time they played it. Starbreaker, the first time since 2012. Steeler, first time since 2009. Oh, that, that'd be fun to see. Halls of Valhalla, the live debut. We are 11 songs in, and they haven't done anything anybody that would know by Priest. Nope. I mean, Paul Stanley had left you know, by the third song. He went to see yeah. the Rolling Stones and then left that because he didn't hear Jumpin' Jack Flash right away. Under- understandable. Yeah. A killing Machine is next. Again? <laughs> what the hell? No Surrender. Victim of Changes. Finally, we see a song. That 14 songs in, you get a song you've probably seen at every priest concert. What? Victim of Changes? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. All Guns Blazing. First time <laughs> since 1991. Is that off of uh, uh, Painkiller? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's my point. These songs, I mean, I have, I have, like I said, I was, I was a late uh, bloomer to the Judas Priest catalog. I can identify only half these songs so far. Oh, I can identify more than that, but I'm just like, uh, I love how deep they went. Now the yeah. last three, Hellbent for Leather, Breaking the Law, and Living After Midnight. Kudos to Judas Priest. For being a metal band, taking a chance and going out there and doing something a little bit different and not going, oh, we can't ever change our set list because lighting and pyro. Give me a break. It's ballsy not to even include another another thing another thing coming. Like I actually might be kind of disappointed with that set list. They might have gone too far because I I would want turbo. I want this and that. I would think like half of those. That's almost too aggressive. I don't know. I mean, the ones that I lost, I, I think they made up for for me. Well, I, I know what you're saying. It's, yeah. it's definitely a, a – uh, I think at this point, because it's their second leg um, of doing the same, Man, well, you know, but the this same is, thing. Remember, they're, they're, remember they're, when Kiss did the Lost Cities tour and yeah. there was two songs that were different? 
I know what you're saying. <laughs> and those songs were songs that you knew already, too. I mean, it's just like, I've never really seen a metal band do something like this. No, it's pretty extreme. Uh, the only thing I can think of is, is similar as Iron Maiden flipping the script. Yeah, every, well, yeah, definitely tour. Iron Maiden. I get good, good point. Because they did that thing where they did like three tours in a row where the first tour was early, the second tour was the middle stuff, and the third tour was the stuff after that. Which is pretty fun. I mean, it would be great for the yeah. bands who love to know that there's a different uh, assortment every time they come to your town.
Well, Lewis, National Treasure, Ice-T, was in the news recently um, uh, via Twitter. Yeah, it turned out he almost uh, killed an Amazon driver (laughs) delivery guy. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I have not seen this yet. So what prompted the the drop-off of – I'm sure it was because of delivery of Kiss World. Right. Uh, yeah, the, the he got Kiss World, looked at it, saw the track listing, uh, which, by the way, was available for anybody to read before they purchased it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it killed him just because of that. But yeah, so apparently, apparently, Ice T ordered something on Amazon, and he was being delivered to his house. But what Ice T wasn't wasn't prepared for was a guy who just looked like a dude showing up and poking around his windows. Uh, he tweeted out, message to Amazon, now that you have regular people making your home deliveries, maybe they should wear a vest with Amazon delivery on it. I almost shot a motherfucker creeping up on my crib last night. <laughs> this is the best part. Just saying, iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> it is odd that, that it, now I have random people showing up in, in either cars they, they show up in. If you've seen this, they just show up in whatever yeah, car un, they own. I don't like it. I, I'm, I'm with. I'm actually with T on this. Yeah. Uh, I just don't have a gat. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd have to. I'd have to go run upstairs and get the baseball bat that I keep under my bed. Come back downstairs, make sure the cats didn't get on the porch, and then beat a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's very odd. First off, they shouldn't be looking in windows. They basically should be just pitching, like tossing it on your. On your front porch. Making it obvious and, and clear for anybody that wants to steal it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, make sure you have a fake camera up front to make to make them think that, that you're actually filming. They have them. a real camera. The cops aren't going to do anything anyway. Uh, th- that is true. Yeah, that, that uh, they, they, they really don't care. It's like you no, film somebody. You they, have, the the you, police do jack shit when it comes to personal theft. No, they take a report matter. and it, like I literally when when our house got broke into uh, w- w- and Amy's credit card was used and my laptop was sold at a uh, at a pawn shop you literally saw I through my bank I gave them a timeline and a location at 13 places that they went to and and damn fuck me if these places don't have cameras the cops never did a fucking thing. So, no. yeah. Same thing with same thing with me. I have security cameras in the back of uh, That's the right. alley. And uh, I had my car window smashed, laptop taken, and uh, I have I have their their full profile face on camera, the car that's in the that's, that's in the alley, the license plate. <laughs> Every single thing, they don't care. It's like, why do you even have security cameras? You exactly. Just, you're just watching yourself get robbed and nothing happens. <laughs> well, let's watch this. It's in a little movie. Remember this one? You just put it on, but just just play it for the kids. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, it's like, what the fuck? I mean, uh, and, and then on top of that, like uh, a year after we got our security system, uh, they passed an ordinance that said, like, if you if the cops get called on too many false alarms, you get fined, charged, charged. Yeah. So anyway, like, that's well, enough old man, old man fist fist waving. Yes. Yeah, well, what else you got besides Ice T killing people? Well, I thought we are we done with that? I mean, it's like that's no, pretty it, awesome, right? I would love to see Ice T kind of fucking come out like he's got cocoa behind him and he's like, "You picked the wrong house, motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, that, w- that would be great. And, uh, and then he just goes back to working at SVU. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's season 25 season 25 talk about talk about national treasure he's 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 gainfully employed for two decades uh he randomly goes and does his metal band and uh he's got his rap career in the back he's fighting tipper gore he is (laughs) a national treasure yeah i came home from work the other day i was tired i just wanted to sit back in my big chair you know, relax a little. Then my wife comes in. She starts telling me I play too much Xbox. I said, what the fuck do you mean? This is just how I relax. Can I just play a little Xbox? Then she says, I saw an Oprah today that guys that play video games don't love their wives. I'm like, motherfucking bitch, fuck Oprah. Institution. You put me in the institution, said it was your own solution to give me the professional health. 
yeah. But yeah. Uh, there's another national treasure I'd like to talk about. Yeah, who's that? May, and that's Brett Michaels. Ooh. You alerted me of this. Can you please elaborate? I have not read it yet, but I am I am intrigued by the the headline. Well, I we also have to thank Chris Sinzak for this one. Um, uh, our our news source now. Yeah, apparently, yeah, he's uh, he's the guy who's like uh, tipping us off on all the good stuff. Sure. Uh, yeah, Poison Frontman Brett Michaels' latest project is something called, and I'm not sure how to how to even pronounce this. It's like CC Crockfest or CCC Rockfest. It's three. I don't know. It's, it's three C's. It's three C's. Yes, but it's like Crockerfest. Is that because of C.C. DeVille? Is he yeah, I, would, I wouldn't think so, because he, the poison is not involved. Okay. But it does seem odd that it's C.C.C. Rockerfest. Mm-hmm. Anyway, according to the article, Michaels is in serious talks. You know, that's important to mention that it's serious. With celebrity oh. chef and friend, with your know, buddy, Guy Fieri, uh, as well as several artists, stadiums, amphitheaters, and arenas to make this an unbelievably great and engaging experience for fans and artists alike. The festival will have several dates in 2019 and the official kickoff in spring of 2020. So it's like he's trying to do his own little OzFest. I see. An OzFest that starts with three C's. And would you like to see, how would you like to see Brett Michaels and Guy Fiera just hanging out together? (laughs) Is that not the, the most obnoxious Two two humans uh, in close proximity to each other. They haven't announced any bands, anything like that. It's just a, a general announcement of something that has a perfectly rated name. By the way, <laughs> we should we should speculate who are the bands going to be. Oh boy, um, Brett Michaels' daughter played acoustically. <laughs> I didn't know she she was in the music. Uh, it's going to be the Brett Michaels band. It's going to be Brett Michaels solo. This sounds an awful like a Gene Simmons project is all I'm getting at. Yeah, I got to tell you, there's definitely bongos involved. Oh, you know it. Yeah, there's a Brett Michaels bongo zone. Everybody gets a headband with admission. <laughs> there's uh, um, uh, a special section for uh, people that are butthurt called the Ricky Rocket Zone. There is a hair extension booth. $5 discount if you wear your sunglasses on the back of your neck. You get half off if you wear jeans that would set off a metal detector with what's on the butt. <laughs> do you think it's called a lot, lot of flair? A lot of flair. Do you concert. think it's called CCC Rocker Fest because um, Brett Michaels uh, confused the letter C with the letter D because diners, dives, and drive-ins? Or maybe the the actual concert isn't three D, and you thought that's how you spell it? Is just three Ds in a row. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's also a uh, sew on uh, cowboy hats available. Ooh, good. Where yes, they this... sew it into your scalp. <laughs> it never leaves. You sleep in it. Uh, and also appearing is uh, Bette Midler. <laughs> Bette Midler's there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, why not? Let me uh, mention that true to Brett's soul, each show will have a charitable element, not to mention top athletes, movies, reality. Movie slash reality stars. Give me a break, man. Uh, What's this? Reality stars. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? By reality stars, he means himself and the girls he fucked on uh, Rock of Love. (laughs) 
Uh, musicians and celebrity chefs. Uh, he's already got Guy Fieri on. Uh, who do you think he's else is going to have on? I mean, this does not seem Bobby Flay kind of thing. Maybe uh, who's that uh, that 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 white plantation owner, butter chick? What's her name? Oh Jesus! The uh, the lady that yeah the lady that just puts butter in everything butter yeah. in her paint butter in her cereal. Paula uh, Dean, yeah, she's going to be there. She'll call everybody sugar. Sure, and she also has a contest called. Can you name the the amount of uh, of racial slurs uh, faster than I can? <laughs> she's she's got a game called uh, Guess the Help. <laughs> oh my god! Apparently, some of the chefs are going to do some pop up cooking and singing. <laughs> Who? What's the celebrity chef you want to hear say? I love the fact this is basically Brett Michaels' version of Firefest, where he's just making it up on the fly. He has nobody signed, and uh, the end result will be exactly as as you would expect it. I'm 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 thinking this is going to be a lot like one of those fests where a bunch of big names are announced and then everybody cancels two weeks before. <laughs> he before he's got two there. things locked down: the name and styrofoam <laughs> containers. <laughs> He'll be both having a bad attendance and killing the environment at the same time. Uh, but uh, a quote from Brett Michaels is, please know that I designed this not just as an artist. Well, of course you didn't because, you know. But as a fan <laughs> who would like to enjoy the ultimate block party festival. This thing just reeks of, like, uh, I don't know, failure. I got to tell you. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is going to be held in the parking lot of a diner. I'm pretty sure that the current lineup of Quiet Riot is headlining. (laughs) (laughs) And that is where the reality star is. Luce, you ready to get out of here? Please. Rock's not dead. But it's perfectly rated.